Rutgers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the yes. five. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Hey yo, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And I am joined, as always, by my two good buddies, Scott the Vanilla Gorilla and Tyler, a.k.a. T Plush. You can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. And you can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Girth. And as always, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. You can also find us on Facebook. And it's been a while, um, probably since February, <laughs> that we've been able to put out a podcast. And it's just kind of been a crazy time um, for all of us. Schedules are very wonky, and especially with all the not knowing what's going on in both the NFL landscape, just sports in general and life in general, not know what's going on. We haven't been able to get together and get a podcast out, but we are here this week to talk NFL draft and some prospects that we personally are looking at, especially early in the draft. Um, So before we get to all of that, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Quarantine has been interesting, as you mentioned, Um, but I guess the only way to combat it is to drink alcoholic beverages, so I'm uh, enjoying one of Trevor's home brews that he got me for my wedding, a nice IPA. Um, I am drinking it right after I got done working out, so I had some protein before this, and I'm not quite sure that combination is going well for me, but (laughs) still drinking a beer nonetheless. (laughs) You don't just pour the protein into your beers? Ugh, that's disgusting. Come on, it's <laughs> two birds, one stone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, Man, I'll tell you, this quarantine would be a hell of a lot easier if we could at least have sports. Because I, uh, I found myself watching that shitty-ass horse tournament last night. And oh my, I was ready to jump out of my apartment window. It, oh, my God. So um, I haven't gotten to the point, but have either of you watched that Tiger King documentary thing? Hell no. Yes, I sure have. What? I sure have. <laughs> I knew was, you would have. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was entertaining. Put on 20 yeah. minutes of it, and I had enough, so I shut it off. <laughs> Tyler, you yeah. got further than me. Um, I like Tyler. I am drinking a beer. I'm drinking an Oberon, uh, one of the best. Oh yeah. But I am currently. Well, I went through and watched all of the Star Wars movies, and then now I'm currently rewatching Game of Thrones. So I have had plenty of shows and stuff to watch that I haven't gotten to that point of needing to watch that one. <laughs> All right, let's get to 
some Packer talk. Um, we're going to start by just going through some mock drafts. So these are not like professional mock drafts. This is just done by us. Um, and we did uh, first through third round mock drafts. Again, just kind of early draft picks. Um, and we did seven simulations. So I did five and then Tyler and Scott each did one. Um, I kind of changed it up a little bit. So the first simulation I did on the draft network, um, in the first round, I got Patrick Queen from LSU, the linebacker. Um, he was easily the best player on the board for me. Um, there was some receivers still on the board that I liked, but I just, I like Patrick Queen and I think he's a really talented player and it was too much for me to pass on. I actually ended up getting one of my favorite receivers in the draft in the second round in Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. Um, I really do not think he's going to be there at 62. If they want to take him, I think they got to take him in the first round. Um, but he is a player that I will talk about more on later in the show. I love what he'd be able to do for the Packers offense. Um, got him in the second round and then Matthew Peart, offensive tackle from UConn. So kind of hitting the three major uh, needs for this team um, in that first simulation. The second one was from fanspeak.com. Uh, I got Ayuk in the first round in this one. Um, Justin Matabuike, the D lineman from Texas A&M. And then I went tackle in the third round um, with Prince Tega Wanahagu. I butchered that. I am sure of it. But um, again, a lot of major needs. I know a lot of Packer fans are anxious about the run defense and Matabuike, Matabuike is going to help with that um, in the second round. Don't get the linebacker, but with Kirksey and hopefully sharing up that interior of the defensive line, that would be a good route to go as well. Um, third simulation was from Fanspeak as well. Got Kenneth Murray in the first round. Again, another linebacker that I love. And if he's there, it's definitely got to be a conversation for the Packers. Um, got Michael Pittman, the wide receiver from USC in the second, and somehow got Jeremy Chin, um, the safety from Southern Illinois, in the third. I really don't think he's going to be there in the third. Um, he might not even be there in the second when the Packers pick at 62. So it'll be interesting to watch. Um, he is a very athletic type of safety and would fit in perfect with Mike Pettin's scheme. Um, fourth one, this was completely simulated. I did not make any of the Packers picks. Um, this was on the draft network. They came away in the first Jalen Rager wide receiver from TCU, uh, Cole Komet tight end for Notre Dame. And then another Notre Dame product, a cornerback, uh, Troy pride, um, in the third there, the fifth simulation I went through and made, uh, all the picks for all 32 teams in all three rounds. Um, in the first, I got Josh Jones, and I absolutely love that pick. For me, if he's there, he's like number one or two on my board for the Packers need to take him. Uh, I got Pittman in the second, and then Troy Dye, the linebacker from Oregon. In Tyler's simulation, he got Ayuk in the first round. Uh, again, the wide receiver from Arizona State, Austin Jackson, offensive tackle from USC, and then Malik Harrison, linebacker from Ohio State. So he hits all the three major needs again in that one. 
And Scott does as well. He gets Patrick Queen in the first, KJ Hamler in the second, uh, wide receiver from Penn State, and then Matthew Parrott, again, that offensive tackle from UConn in the third. So there's a lot of similar names. Um, There is some names that are bouncing around between first and second. And I think that makes a lot of sense because we do this every year where people say, you know, there's no chance that someone drops and they drop. Uh, or there's no chance that you're going to be able to get this guy in the second round, you do, or the opposite. You know, you think you can get a guy at 62 and he goes, you know, 31 right after you pick and you don't have a chance to picking him in the second round. So I think all of these simulations kind of prove that. You know, Ayuk went from first to second in a few of these. Um, Michael Pittman is a name I've heard mocked at late round one. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think Jalen Rager is another name to pay attention to. Um, if he doesn't go in the first round, I feel like he would be early second. But maybe that's a name that drops. And in the second round, I think that would be a huge, huge value for the Packers. Um, what do you guys think of all these mock drafts? Which one do you like the most? Do you like your guys' the most? Where do you guys stand on that? The one that catches my eye is the third one where we got Kenneth Murray, Michael Pittman, and Jeremy Chin. <laughs> like you said, at, that doesn't seem very realistic, but you never know. Um, personally, I've I've kind of gone back and forth in terms of what I want in a first-round pick because you have Kenneth Murray going number one here at linebacker. And Murray and Queen, I, I think I'd be okay with. My number one want in the number one round is a wide receiver, but... I think Murray or Queen would be the exceptions at linebacker. And I was kind of thinking about this the other day. I'm like, when I was kind of debating what position I wanted, and I was like, we don't need a linebacker. Like, you know, we signed linebacker this offseason to hold up the interior side. We don't need it. We don't need a draft when it's not a need. But look what the Packers did last year. We signed two edge rushers, and then we drafted Rashawn Gary. So I would not be surprised if the Packers do indeed actually go with a linebacker because they kind of used that uh, strategy last year as well. Yeah, man. Honestly, I, I don't have a set position that I really want. I mean, it all depends on the top guys at those positions. Obviously, I think that person should be a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, or a um, linebacker. So, I mean, there's those top guys at each position, like Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray. Then, of course, you got that top tier of wide receivers. Um, If you got one of those guys that falls somehow, um, Justin Jefferson, possibly. Um, probably not, but possibly. I think you got to go for it. Um, I mean, look, at I, I hate to bring it up but because I know Trevor, you're going to hate me, but I'll look at like DK Metcalf, who Tyler and I were high on for a little bit last year. He falls way down and ends up being as good as people were predicting before the draft. So um, I'm... I'm all for best player available in one of those three uh, positions. Yeah, and it's crazy. We definitely thought we were going to have, if we were going to go for DK Metcalf last year, like maybe a month or two before the draft, you know, you kind of thought you had to use a 12th overall on him. And there he falls to, what, like 60 to the Seahawks? Um, Like I said before, you just never know what's going to happen in the drafts. Um, I... I have changed so much on this from the end of the season. I just, 
I wanted either Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, or best wide receiver available. Um, I've kind of changed on that a little bit. Um, obviously, all the time you want that best player available, the guy that who's going to make your team the best, um, not only in his rookie year, because a lot of times rookies aren't good. Actually, most of the time rookies are not good. So you're not drafting this player to be the rookie of the year in 2020. You're drafting this player to be one of the best players in this draft for the next four years or next five years um, with the first round picks. So even if they have to have a year that they kind of develop in different things and some of these linemen um, that I have listed, uh, Josh Jones, Ezra Cleveland, they both have very good reviews in terms of their potential um but they both kind of need at least a year and when you have rick wagner that signing from free agency that makes it easier to if you feel like that is a talent that they're going to bolster your that right end the right tackle position for the next 10 years he's well worth the 30 30th overall pick if you get brian bulaga level production out of him hopefully without the injuries that is well worth the 30th overall pick. Um, so Josh Jones is right there at the top of my list. Justin Jefferson is another one. If he falls, I don't think he will because I think he's the fourth best receiver in this draft. But if he does fall, that's a guy that I would love to see uh, the Packers take at 30. So they're 1A, 1B, Josh Jones and Justin Jefferson because I think they're both very, very talented and at important positions. Um, and then Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, whichever one falls, or if one falls, um, those are in my kind of second tier. And then after that, if all of those players are gone, my other receiver that I want is Brandon Ayuk. And the reason I want him is because I feel like he would develop into a great, great player. Um, he's got his best trait according to the draft network is explosiveness. He's got that run after the catch ability. He's got the ability to also go deep in uh, vertical routes. He's very good at uh, doing those different things. And he has a lot of different mismatches. He's got the height, weight, and speed um, also has that short area quickness. So he could be your slot receiver, a big slot receiver. He could be play on the outside as well. He, you can move them all around Um the thing that kind of brings him down the draft boards is he's not very good at beating press coverage. So basically he doesn't have a good release at the line of scrimmage. So what does that tell you? You go out and you have Devonte Adams help him with that. Cause he's the best receiver in the league at his release. And this is this kid's worst trait. And you just get him in the, in the room with Devonte Adams and Devonte is going to teach him how to be very, very good at that. And he could be a very potent number two early in his career. And then once he figures out that release, I think he could be that one, two punch could probably be the best in the league um, in a year or two, just because if he figures that out, he's going to be very tough to stop. And then with Devonte on the other side, you can't double them because then you have, whoever else, Alan Lazard, you have Aaron Jones, you have Jay Sternberger, you have all these different guys that you're going to have to rely at one-on-one -on -one if you're doubling those two guys. Like, who are you going to stop if he comes out and produces like I think he can? Um, so that's kind of my 
first round, that's kind of the guys I want. Um, is there anyone that we didn't mention that you guys are kind of thinking early first round names, um, whether it be receiver, offensive tackle, linebacker, or any other position, really? Well, I'm kind of curious to get your guys' thoughts. Let's kind of like say we're all on board-ish with drafting a wide receiver in the first round, but I think out of the positions that we could draft, that has the most variability in like to term, like who could fall or whatnot, and there's just a lot more options to choose from. So I don't know if I might be putting you guys on the spot. Do you have like your tiers of wide receivers that you would prefer, like who if they're there, would be your first choice, second choice, etc. I mean, I'll go first. Obviously, my first choice would be Justin Jefferson, like you're saying. Will he fall? We don't know, but that would be my my first tier guy. My second tier guy would be Denzel Mims from Baylor. He's fast for his size and has a great catch radius, somewhat similar to Jefferson, but not quite uh, getting the hype like he is. Jalen Rager is my third choice at receiver. Super fast, kind of like reminds me a little bit of Randall Cobb sees the field really well and can make guys miss. And then Brandon Ayuk would be my fourth choice at wide receiver. After that, I I don't really have any choices. I'm not quite on board with drafting Michael Pittman in the at the 30th spot, but I don't know how you guys feel about that. I I got pretty much the same. I think I'd flip Ayuk and Regar. I do like Denzel Mims. I think he'd be, I think he'd be a great receiver for us. But kind of like what you're saying, I, I feel like the wide receiver pool is really front loaded, and then there's also a bunch of guys that you could easily take with our second round pick. So I, I guess my thing is I'm not totally sold on picking a wide receiver unless one of those top tier guys falls like Justin Jefferson is the most realistic to me so that's that's my opinion I mean you got a chance at Pittman later on Higgins uh, Chenault I like KJ Hamler personally I know last time we talked I wasn't a huge fan of him but the more I've been hearing and watching him play I actually really like um, his fit so I mean, if like I said, though, if you got one of those top tier guys in either of the, any of those three positions, I think you take whichever one's there. But yeah, I, I, I like I feel more comfortable getting a wide receiver in the second round than I do a linebacker. You know. Yeah, and with this draft, you you almost have to be because in the first round you have the two main guys. Um, in Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen for linebacker in the first round I wrote um, so I have in our notes as wide receiver in the first round possibilities um, that have at one point or another within the last month or so had first round buzz Justin Jefferson as we've been talking a lot then uh, Brandon Ayuk Denzel Mims Jalen Rager Michael Pittman T Higgins LaVisca Chenault and then KJ Hamler that might be a little bit of a stretch Especially, I think a lot of that is size-related. There is not a lot of NFL players at his size that have been good at all. Um, So maybe in the first round, that's a little bit of a stretch. But those are kind of the guys that I've heard first-round buzz, but I've also heard, you know, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, K.J. Hamler, all in the second-round range, and maybe even possibilities that um, the Packers' second-round pick 
so late in the second. So it's just it's it's really interesting to try to figure out, especially this receiver class, because there's going to be people that have vastly different grades. Um, I believe I saw an article in the Athletic, maybe it wasn't the Athletic, I can't remember, um, that they said the top four they had pretty much all of the executives had them the same, um, with Rugs, Judy. Jefferson and CD lamb. Um, they had them all in some order on the top four. And then the next like till receiver 12, they had some had the one receiver five, another team would have them at receiver 12. So there's so much variation and we have no idea how these teams view these players. So it'll be interesting to watch if Jefferson or the top three, the top three aren't going to fall. But if Jefferson's there, I'll take him for sure. Um, if my second tier for wide receivers is Brandon Ayuk, then probably Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, and then K.J. Hamler. Um, but odds are at least, like, I can't imagine more than two of those players are gone, whether it's Jefferson and Mims or Jefferson and Ayuk. Jefferson and Rager I can't imagine there's more than two of them gone by the time the Packers pick so it just kind of depends who's left and what they like with those receivers um one question quick for you guys before we move on to maybe some second round players so let's say first round the draft board falls absolutely perfect so you have your pick between Kenneth Murray Patrick Queen Justin Jefferson and let's just throw out Josh Jones um, for offensive tackle, maybe maybe a different offensive tackle falls. Let's say Andrew Thomas and Josh Jones are there. Andrew Thomas, typically he's been around mid-round one. Let's just say all of those players somehow fall. Who are you taking with your 30th overall pick? <laughs> that, that, that would be awesome, this scenario. Uh, with this pick, I, I'm going to avoid offensive tackles because – the fact the Packers pick so late in the second round, I would get kind of nervous that all these wide receivers getting kind of the buzz and we don't know how teams feel about them. There's a strong chance we could miss out still on a wide receiver with a late pick in the second round. Um, so I'd kind of expect the Packers to trade up if we did actually go offensive tackle round one. Um, but in this scenario, I, I like wide receiver. That's my number one choice for the first round. So I'm going Justin Jefferson. Yeah, if Justin Jefferson's there, I I don't really care who else is on the board, honestly. I think I'd want him. Then, honestly, probably number two would be Patrick Queen for me, and then three, Josh Jones. Yeah, for me, um, it's really hard for me to pass on Jefferson, but I feel like this crop of receivers is so deep. Yeah, you don't get the same level of talent, um, but... I do believe that these receivers in the Packers organization are going to get better. Um, and that includes Jay Sternberger. Um, I just, I think if they don't take one in the first round, it's not going to be the end of the world because they can get guys that can contribute later. It won't be maybe as a wide receiver two role, but you know, maybe Devin Funches goes back to what he was two years ago before the collarbone injury. Um, he was a legit number two and got 10 mil it was a prove it deal for one year and then he got hurt, but he got $10 million in a year um, just two off seasons ago. So 
it's not crazy to think that he could be a legit number two for you next year. And if he is, then do you really need to spend the 30th overall pick? Can you get your offensive tackle of the future in Josh Jones or Ezra Cleveland or Anthony Thomas if he falls? Like, I do think there's benefit in that. So I think I love Josh Jones as a prospect. So if he's there, I think I got to take him. Then Justin Jefferson. And I'd actually prefer Kenneth Murray over Patrick Queen just ever so slightly. Um, But I would not be upset if Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen were there. Everyone else was gone. Um, In terms of Jones and Jefferson, I would not be mad if the Packers picked Patrick Queen. But I give the slight edge to Murray. Um, For second-round prospects, so let's say the Packers get Jefferson or your favorite receiver in the first round. Where, Where do you think they're going in the second, or where would you want them to go if they get that receiver in the first? Um, if if we lock up receiver in the first, uh, I mean, the cop-out answer here is go for best available, right, obviously, but uh, I, I kind of would like us to go with a high prospect kind of corner or safety within the first three rounds. I mean, obviously, I'm not expecting anyone in the second, third round to contribute right away for the Packers, but finding a nickel CB or box safety, uh, someone who's going to play like 70% of snaps is a need for the Packers. And if they don't find a way to fill that void in free agency, kind of drafting someone and maybe developing them, because I don't think we have many options to choose from internally right now um, is a good idea. So that's kind of where I would lean in terms of position anyway. I would, I could see the Packers either doing that or going a defensive line. I feel like if they do go offense and get a wide receiver weapon, they're going to look to defense um, just to shore that up. Um, And you look at some of the names that you have on there. Um, I see uh, Justin Matabuki. Um, I think he could be a solid player for the Packers at that draft position. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other cornerback safeties. As I mentioned before, none of the none of the linebackers later in the draft really seem to move the needle for me personally. Um, but then you do have some other guys for offensive tackles that could be solid players as well. I just see the Packers going defense here. Yeah, I. So for me, if the Packers get a receiver. Um, and then for me, if the top offensive tacklers are off the, uh, off the board and you don't feel like one of them is worth the 62nd overall pick, then definitely I think defense. So who's available? Um, Akeem Davis Gaither, I believe is hurt. So he might, you might be able to get him in the third round. Um, he's a guy I heard a lot of talk in the second round, um, range for the Packers maybe you get him in the third round maybe Um, otherwise I think Jeremy Chin is an absolute home run if you can get him at 62 and I personally believe that that next defensive back so whether it's another corner or whether it's another safety because you know how much Mike Pettin wants to play three safeties you can move Adrian Amos into the box at times and have if you have this other safety that's more of a coverage guy or you can get a box safety but if we can get Jeremy Chin this guy 
is absolutely incredible. Um, so RAS is a relative athlete score, and it's basically 0 to 10, and they base it off of positions, um, how you rate within your position. And Jeremy Chin is absolutely incredible. He's got a 10, 10.0, so he's absolutely the elite of the elite at the free safety position. Um, you know, vertical jump of 41 inches. Um, it, it's just incredible. 40, 40 yard dash of a 4.45. So he's going to be able to cover from sideline to sideline. He's going to be able to scream down the field to cover in the run. Um, I know he's not a very good run defender. He's, that's not what he's kind of known for. But the fact that you have this type of athleticism, it can help in a lot of different ways, especially in Mike Patton's defense. You pair that. You imagine Adrian Amos with the, in the box with Kingsley Kiki because in this scenario we haven't gotten a linebacker. And then you have Darnell Savage and Jeremy Chin, who are both athletes, and Chin is an absolutely ridiculous one. And you just let them play. And, yes, he's going to probably have some rookie mistakes and he's not going to be perfect, but those two together, it could be a really potent secondary. And like I said before, I think that secondary, whether it's cornerback or safety, I think is a pretty underrated position, and Jeremy Chin would help that tremendously for the Packers. So that's, I think, where I would go. Matabuike, that would be a great pick if he falls to 62. I'm not sure if he will. Um, those are kind of the guys I am looking at there. If, you know, Ezra, Cle- Ezra Cleveland's off the board, um, Austin Jackson, some of those other guys are off the board. Do you have anyone, rounds three or four guys, that you're – specifically looking at to make an impact for this team um, at any of our major need positions or are are you kind of more focused on the top tier guys as of right now? Uh, No, kind of thinking third or fourth round. One guy who I think might fall sticking with the the cornerback route is Bryce Hall. So he's a a corner out of, uh, I can't remember what school he's out of. Where did it go? UCLA. Um, but he's a hustler. I mean, you look at the strengths they have listed, consistent effort, hustles the challenge throws, um, aggressive, challenging short routes. He's a physical guy. He makes makes things happen, has eight career interceptions, two for touchdowns, has a kickoff return on his resume. So he can do a lot of different things. And he, there's always a spot on the field for guys who hustle and make things happen. Um, the reason I think he might fall is he has a a significant injury history, had a broken collarbone at one point in college, had high ankle sprain that ended his last season. So he's kind of one guy who, if he falls the third or fourth round, I think the Packers should absolutely snatch up, um, kind of fill those needs that you were just talking about. Um, and then I'm kind of agreeing with Scott in terms of, in I think he said it in the later rounds, the linebackers just don't really kind of move the needle for me as we get further into the draft. But as much as I hate to say it, Malik Harrison kind of, I, I like him, even though he's from Ohio State, which pisses me off just saying it, but um, I wouldn't be upset with him. I don't think he'll fall to the third round, but I mean, after that, I mean, third, fourth round, that's when I feel like you should be drafting some tackles or uh, going for the interior defensive line guys if there are some guys you just can't pass up at that time. Yeah, um, I think uh, when I got to this point in my mock drafts, 
I was tending to look at offensive tackle, but that's because I got wide receiver and uh, linebacker out of the way. So that was where I started to go. That's where you got Prince Tega Wanago and Matthew Peart, Austin Jackson. Uh, I mean, none of those guys are none of those guys are really gonna be plug and play guys right away. But um, I, there's there's something that could be there potentially. Um, and I, at this point, I see the wide receiver pool as kind of kind of dry there as well as far as us I feel like we've already got a bunch of players at the end of our wide receiver depth chart who are um, at that level well, I shouldn't say at that level I probably better than that level so I, I feel like getting a wide receiver this late in the game is just stockpiling end of the rotation guys so um yeah I, I don't know all that much this deep in the draft though yeah i think um i would like to see an offensive tackle early if you haven't figured that out um so i would be completely okay with offensive tackle wide receiver or offensive tackle safety and then maybe in the third round get a wide receiver um, because I still think there's plenty of talented receivers in the third round they're not as high pedigree players but I still think there's definitely some players that can come in and play a role for you in year one in those you know third fourth round range um, another player if they haven't gotten a linebacker in the third round I think Troy Dye could be a player for the Packers um, He's been mocked to the Packers a lot. Um, I've seen, or at least talks with the Packers and different things like that. Um, he was a four-year starter at Oregon. Um, he's got length, athleticism, and he's got a lot of energy, and it profiles very well to be kind of that pursuit-style linebacker in the NFL. Um, and that sounds like a guy that the Packers could need, kind of high energy, guy with length and athleticism. That sounds great, and uh, kind of replacing Blake Martinez, some guy with athleticism, sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, he's still in the third round. He's not a perfect player. He's a developmental type of player. So if Mike Pettin wants to continue to play those three um, safety sets, you can have him kind of sit back a year, get spot snaps here and there, and have uh, Christian Kirksey be your main guy. And then maybe year two he can step up a little bit more um, and get a more prominent role in the in the defense from there. Because in the third round, maybe you can get a wide receiver that can uh, do stuff for you early or an offensive tackle. Um, but linebacker, I don't think you're really expecting that. And with that free agency signing of Kirksey, I think it's very important for the Packers that they don't have to stretch if – they don't have to feel like they have to move up to get a Kenneth Murray or a Patrick Queen. If the board doesn't fall their way, they feel like they can wait because Kirksey will be good enough because I personally believe he's a better player than Blake Martinez. Now he has to stay healthy, and that's the big question mark around him. If he stays healthy, I think that signing is going to be one of the best value signings of this offseason. But we'll have to see if he's able to stay healthy and 
how worried the Packers are, that might tell us when they draft in the first round, if they pick Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray, maybe they don't have a lot of confidence in his ability to stay healthy. But overall, I there's not a lot of players in the first round um, that we talked about that I would be upset with in the first round. I think at the wide receiver position, LaVisca Chenault, KJ Hamler are the big ones. Offensive tackle, we mainly talked about Josh Jones. Um, if they feel Ezra Cleveland is that good that they can't pass on him, I would not be mad there. Um, we did not talk a lot about Zach Bond. Some people are still evaluating him as an edge. Some people are evaluating him as a linebacker. He has said that he is willing and thinks that's going to be his best position is off-ball linebacker, so we'll kind of see where that goes. I've seen a lot of early seconds for Bond, um, and we'll see where he plays in the NFL. But if it's off-ball linebacker, that could be a possibility for um, the Packers as well. And he played at Wisconsin, which they run a similar defense to what Mike Pettin runs, so that could be a possibility if he bangs the table for Zach Bond as well because he is a talented player. Um, do you guys have anything else before we get out of here? Um, the only things I have, I have to make a correction. The cornerback I was talking about before is actually Darnay Holmes, not Bryce Hall. So my bad. I got too many damn tabs open on this computer. <laughs> but uh, he's definitely the guy I would want. Darnay Holmes, not Bryce Hall. Um, and then I guess, uh, you know, we talked a lot about, or Trevor did anyway, about offensive tackle in round one. I... I'm not going to be upset with an offensive tackle because I think we're just kind of one injury away from being, oh shit, who are our backups on the O-line. So I, I'm not never going to be upset with that. Obviously, it's not a sexy pick, but it, it would definitely help this team. I just think it, with the way this uh, draft class is stocked and the Packers picking so late in the second, it just kind of makes me worried that a lot of the good tier wide receivers are going to be gone by pick 60. So that's that's the only reason I kind of shied away from tackle at this point so far. So I would I would hope they would trade up if they went that route. Yeah, like I said, I got that tier of guys. Um, I think we all kind of agreed last year on a set tier of guys that we would be okay with. And then there were just a couple guys that were like, Oh yeah, I'd be pissed if they went and got this guy and who'd they end up drafting? One of the guys that we kind of said we'd be a little bit pissed about <laughs> if they went and took him. And, yeah, and we were we were talking live during that draft and all of us at the same time were not very happy with that 12th overall pick. Nope. I have a lot of confidence now, but in the moment I was not a very happy Packer fan when that pick went in. Right. So I'm I'm gonna put my trust in in Gutekunst and uh, and see where it goes. We still got some time to uh, do all our homework and research to see which guys we're interested in and which we're not. Hopefully, we can convince ourselves that uh, whoever they take is gonna work out in the long run. Just like I'm I'm holding out hope for Rashawn. I think he, he'll he'll put up some numbers this year, but. Uh, We'll see, man. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I'd be okay with them taking. Yeah, me too. Um, it's a very talented draft class, especially mainly at the positions that the Packers need. I mean, the linebacker position is top-heavy with Isaiah Simmons and then Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen, um, and not very good depth. But 
you know, if they're able to get one of those players, that's very helpful. And then those other positions are pretty deep. Wide receiver, offensive tackle, they're very deep classes this year, so it works out well for the Packers. Um, that was going to be it for us. It will be interesting to see how the NFL draft works, you know, being all virtual with all this coronavirus stuff that's going on everyone stay safe and stay home if you can if you need to go to work if you're an essential worker thank you very much for doing what you're doing um but make sure you guys stay safe and get excited because the draft is like what less than two weeks away now so um start looking at those players more and more get who you want to be on the packers start looking into them more and more and Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know who you want the Packers to be taking um, because soon enough we'll find out. Uh, but until next time, go Pack Go. Fuck Corona. Drink Dosakis. In Goody we trust. <laughs>